listening to the New Mamas podcast. Hello, Ingrid. Hey, I'm happy to be a returning uh, guest on the show. Yay. Yes, I'm so happy you're here. This is so exciting. It's funny because I actually wanted to talk to Ingrid about postpartum movement. I think since the first time I had you on the show, but really, oh. well, we kind of, well, no, wait, were you postpartum? Yes, you were. Yeah, you I think were. I was. Yeah. yeah, you were like very mm-hmm. newly postpartum, and now yes. your your twins are. They'll be sixteen months in a very soon. We're 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 coming up on sixteen months. That so you're sixteen months postpartum. That's the most important thing. Like I feel like people always talk about the baby milestones, but mm. like that's a milestone for us too. Definitely, it's uh. We're walking, not long distances, but we are walking, um, which again, just transforms everything. We were talking about this just before we started recording. And I just feel like the horizon, like it's starting to get more fun. I guess there's like more possibilities of things you can do with them beyond, you know, carrying them and all that. So it's, I'm excited for the her- what's coming, I guess, down the pipeline. Yes. And you should be. I feel like I tell all new moms, it just gets better because I always, even when I, okay, even when I had Archie and I was like, oh, I can't wait till he's a toddler. The moms go, oh yeah, but mm, you don't know, girl. Mm, it just gets, mm. but you have a whole new host of problems. I just want to be like, B, come on. Yeah, reel it in. Um, Throw me actually, a bone. We were also talking about this briefly before we started recording. You asked on your stories, you asked, what's an unhinged mom rant that you have? And, and I was like, you know, I actually went to, I took my twins to toddler story time yesterday. And, you know, there's this notorious mom who's there and I won't name her, but, you know, she always kind of says things to me that leave me feeling like, like fearful, I guess is the word. Yeah. And she said to me, and I just, I can't say she's not the only person who's done this to me, of course, but it's just really annoying and an irk, I guess. Um, when someone says she like plants the seed of fear of like, just wait, it gets, you know, planting, like making you feel like it's going to get worse or it's going to get harder. And she definitely said to me, like, I don't know how you're going to do it with two of them running around. Like, how are you going to do that? And it made me feel like, excuse me, <laughs> I don't know. I was just, it made me feel like, what am I going to do? And I kind of left like, what if they're both running in different directions? And like, they say like, toddlers bolt. And you know, I'm like, what if they're bolting in different directions? It just made me think like fear, you know? And I was like, what? Why do moms have to do that to each other? Like, please, can we not? Can we just (laughs) not plant seeds of fear? It's like, where do you get off on on doing that? Like, but also not every, I will say not every toddler is a runner. So you might have one runner and one not runner. Yeah. You know, <laughs> which will be manageable. Not run. I mean, who cares? I don't yeah. know. I don't know what they're going to be like. We'll find out. Yeah. And it won't be ugh, whatever. Whatever. I like whatever. can't. That's my biggest pet peeve, too. But OK, so you're 16 months postpartum. So you've been on this journey with your own body and oh, yeah. postpartum movement. And the reason why I'm having you on today is because you just launched this super cool postpartum program, which yes. I was like, oh, I'm going to sign up for that. Like when I can, yeah, when, when I'm can. What, like nine months <laughs> from ready. now, <laughs> when I after yeah. I give birth. But like yeah. a program like that was exactly what I needed and what I mm. was looking for when I was yeah. postpartum, because a lot of women don't know where to start. And yeah. and I feel like before I was an athlete, 
I was always doing some sort of activity, whether it was CrossFit or bar or, you know, Les Mills Zumba, like whatever it was. You're doing a lot of things, girl. <laughs> I I have like this background in, in movement and exercise mm-hmm. of like things I knew I could fall back on. So I can't imagine women. And I was confused about where to start. So I can't imagine women who like didn't really have that background. Like, yes. So yeah. there's a lot that goes into, you know, the restoration immediately postpartum like I think when you're cleared to work out after six weeks that is like okay well now I don't have the body that I had before pregnancy like how do I work with it and I think a lot of people just jump in and they think they can pick up kind of where they left off (laughs) before they got pregnant don't do that (laughs) definitely don't do that because likely you will cause damage um that will maybe even take longer to repair from. So I think I always, you know, caution people like, and go in the shallow end and ease yourself in. But even that is kind of ambiguous. And people are like, well, what does that mean? Um, My program, like maybe that is a program I write on the horizon, um, but the program I wrote for is like kind of the target of someone who is at least six months postpartum. And I wrote, wrote that in mind of thinking like the first six months are such a blur. And I feel like at six months, you likely have somewhat of a routine going with your little one or little ones if you have multiple. And so you have like a nap schedule, you know, when we're eating. And so you kind of know like the windows in which you could actually start to take 30 minutes to yourself and so and and by that time too maybe you've like you're picking up and putting down baby you're you know I just felt like that was a you've probably found a good rhythm by then and yeah I don't know an immediate postpartum program like I haven't written that yet and that would be more like a restoration but like entering in um but yeah that was kind of the mindset I had when I sat down to write this program because I I really started to track my own workouts and write them down um, around that time frame for myself. Because I, like I said, the first six months were just like, <laughs> yeah, in a prayer of like, if you get to like stretch or do anything, um, like some cat cows and some like, oh, they're up from their nap again. Like, great. <laughs> so, I'm on my uh, yeah. second cow and they're crying. So, <laughs> <laughs> right. Exactly. So that was the thought, the impetus behind um, designing the program. It's a good sweet spot because I feel like that's when also like, oh, I forgot there was like some study that shows that your body doesn't actually kind of like start putting itself together Mm -hmm. until the start of six months. Like it starts at six months. That's when your body is starting to like repair. (laughs) Yeah. Like because everything is all stretched out. It's wild. Like even just trying to get up now with my big old belly. It's like I have no abs left. Oh, no. I mean, they're I mean. I learned this from, I've been to pelvic floor physical therapy for like three years. And I learned a lot during my own journey with, I went prior to pregnancy and then I went post-pregnancy, which was really, I learned a lot from that experience. And they definitely told me that no woman goes through pregnancy and doesn't get some um, degree of diastasis recti, which, you know, is the, basically the tearing apart of your abdominal sheath of the of the muscles that you know come together the corset muscles the rectus abdominis the transverse abdominis like those rip um <laughs> and understandably they have to stretch out but like uh repairing those and you can do exercises that help begin and help aid that repair 
okay one that makes me feel better that makes that's good because like yeah <laughs> i think a lot of us don't feel like everybody rips their abs open like oh, when they yeah. but it's like if ever like okay no, that, it happens yes literally measured in thing if you haven't had a baby yet or you're currently pregnant they measure it by finger width like i think your one finger your three fingers your four whatever it is it's the it's the measurement across um your pelvic floor pt could measure it but you can also just lay on your on your back with your knees bent and then just like bring your head up like you're about to do a crunch and then you, if you put your fingers kind of above your belly button um in your postpartum of course and then you can kind of feel there's a, a slight separation there and you can kind of measure it yourself and you can kind of keep track as you progress through your exercises to see how much it's like repairing and getting smaller. That's the that's the idea. And it should happen somewhat naturally um, over time. And it takes a different amount of time for different people. But uh, yeah, that's that's a way you can kind of like tell if it's healing properly or getting getting improving. You know, I love that. So let's talk about your own getting back into exercise and let's start, let's start like a little bit previous to six months. Like where did you start to like crave more of a workout routine and like movement? And then let's talk about that six month mark where your program begins and like what you own. Cause I'm sure you modeled this after your own journey, which yeah, definitely, mm-hmm. which I love, like check out Ingrid's Instagram, her workouts. I was like, remember when I sent you a text? I was like, girl, your Instagram looks amazing. Cause like, did. yes, I started to just, um, make that more of the focus on my page. I'd been kind of quiet for a while. And I was like, once I started, you know, finding my own groove with my own workouts and kind of getting back into feeling like fun. It should be fun and enjoyable and shouldn't feel like this thing you dread. It became something that I put them down for their nap and I would immediately like change and go outside because I would, I like doing my workouts outside. I just, that was the space I had for them. My dog would join me and it was just my (laughs) 30 to 40 minutes of my time that I could be out there and, um, it, and it just became something I like really looked forward to and I wouldn't do it every day, but if I like, and again, I would check it with my own energy level. Like how did they sleep last night? How did I sleep? Um, you know, how, how well I've eaten that day and all those things. And, but it just really became something I started to really look forward to. But yeah, I'm happy to start where, wherever you want with, uh, with that journey. Yeah. Yeah. Let's start a little bit before, like, Kind of getting out of the craziness of the newborn phase because it's oh, impossible God, yeah. to like even think about no. exercise, guys. Come on, don't even unless unless it's like you're craving movement for your own mental health. Like I know you sure, take, yes. I know you're a big walks girl. Oh, love me a walk. I, I think that was also like a mental health thing that I would do. Um, because I'm a stay-at-home mom and, you know, I just needed to change my, my scenery. <laughs> I really just needed to get outside. I felt like the fresh air was good for me. It was good for them. Um, it became like just a routine of ours. And so, yeah, I really love walks. Um, and that is like, but again, you don't have to do that if it's not your thing. Um, and if you live in a place too, if it's too cold at certain times a year, like don't feel like that's something you have to do. But yeah, I, I definitely enjoyed walks. That's kind of where we started. And then I would say around, I'd say like the three, maybe like four month mark, I was like, you just feel like, yeah, your body 
and don't get me wrong, like I, I'm coming to from a background with, I had an eating disorder and I also had a lot of body image issues like throughout my eating disorder. I've been in therapy for like 10 years for it. Um, done a lot of work in that department, but I also battled with like exercise compulsion. Um, and that was like an outlet to kind of, I don't know, make myself feel safe or okay. Like satiate that voice yeah. in your head. Yeah. Yes. Yes. And so if I worked out, then I would feel like, okay, that day. Um, so that's, you know, just laying the foundation that that was my background, but obviously postpartum, um, well, I did a lot of work too prior to getting pregnant. Um, I wasn't doing that like leading up to pregnancy or anything like that. But, um, I think just having that noise in your head, I had to like check in with myself, but when you are postpartum, you'd, I think of your energy, like a wheel and you don't have a lot of energy in that pie to devote to like over-exercising. Yep. If you do, if you choose to, it's like, okay, it's like a bank account. Like if you run, you only have so much in the the bank account to spend each day. And if I over-exercised or like even could do that, you know, I wouldn't be able to take care of them properly for the rest yep. of the day. And I was also thinking about like my milk supply and all those things too, because I was breastfeeding and I still am breastfeeding. And so that's just something I, I was like, my workouts, the time I devote to this, like it can't, it needs to be an achievable, attainable duration, but there's enough to like get my heart rate up and satiate like that feeling to move, but doesn't exhaust me and leave me like a pile of, you know, I can't do anything. And I, and I definitely had to find that sweet spot. So I found like the 30 to 40 minute mark and just checking in with how intense the workout was. Um, and that's kind of, again, that's kind of how I started to birth the idea, <laughs> no pun intended or pun intended. I birthed the idea of like, okay, um, I'm going to start kind of tracking this. And um, I definitely am someone who has to like write things down first and kind of see the idea uh, form. So I would say like I started doing that around probably like closer to five to six months is when I started that. But like, I would say four to five, I was started, I was like exploring that, those things and like figuring out, like figuring out movements that made me feel good that were like supporting God. I was breastfeeding posture did a real number on me. And, um, that was something I also incorporated into the program, things to combat like the hunching over. Cause I feel like mm-hmm. when we have littles, you're always yeah. looking down Yep. Your head is always like looking down babies or even like toddlers. You're always like forward head posture and you're just like neck is in constant flexion and your back is weak and all these things and my back was aching. I need, I knew I needed to, you know, strengthen my core, um, but also my upper back and everything to like hold my posture from breastfeeding and trying, you know, I, I used all the pillows. I did, I did the, all the things I could, but like, it's still breastfeeding two twins has done a number on my my upper body and my back and stuff. So those are things I all thought about when I was like creating the program. I love that. I love how you described the energy wheel. That is so true because even now, I mean, this, I'm not like I'm 30, I'm in my third trimester, 34 weeks pregnant. And like, it's funny. I had unrealistic expectations of like, I'm going to still be going to bar every day, but like, no, no, like my energy in that wheel, like actually, like it definitely decreased now. And I'm like, definitely. I'm like, if I go to bar, I like won't be able to do all the things to take care of my toddler. Yeah. So I just need to decrease it. But postpartum, it's interesting because I think that's the hardest part about exercise is a lot of women and moms take these walks 
it's great. But you know, when you want to feel like you did something. Oh yeah, definitely. Yeah. And that's what I was craving. Kind of that like a higher level movement. Like I was like walking for a while. I did it for months and I still walk, but like, I I just wanted something again. I I'm a trainer and I was like, I was just craving a little bit more of a, I wanted my heart rate to get up a little bit. I was wanting certain different kinds of planes of, of movement. Um, and, and yeah, I wanted a little bit more of an intensity uh, and start to like feel like my body was mine again, you know? Yeah. But you also didn't want something that was like going to deplete you and say, OK, this is something I do once a week because we don't want that either. Because exactly. to, to build no. a routine and to build a to habit. Consistent. Yes. Yeah. So it has to be something you can kind of show up to every day or every other day. Yeah. It's And so I just I felt I felt like the sweet spot was like a Monday, Wednesday, Friday kind of schedule where you get Saturday and Sunday off and then look forward to Monday the next week. And I made it because I've designed a 12-week program and I was like, that seems like intimidating, I think, when you're coming back to working out postpartum. I was like, let's just make this six weeks. If you like it, you can do it again. But like six weeks feels like that's like a nice sounding length of time. Mm -hmm. (laughs) And it's familiar too. Like, uh, yeah, yeah. it's a six week. Yeah, exactly. So I was like, let's, that felt like right to me. And so it was easy. I just made it into like two week increments where it was like, okay, we'll progress from here. And we'll just kind of gradually go up um, in intensity every two-ish weeks with the, with the exercises I chose and the programming I did. So then with your programming, like, where do you start? Like how, let's say this mom is like, coming out of I mean it's her for maybe it's her first workout postpartum yeah yes yeah what kind of workouts did do you recommend or that you designed into your program so I think something that was really important to me was core restoration because yep. duh that's <laughs> seems very obvious uh, I wanted to so every every workout in the whole six week program starts with two almost like breathing pelvic floor diaphragm transverse abdominis focused exercises. So it's there to kind of get you prime your system and prime your body so that you are aware of those muscles throughout all the movements you do for that entire workout. And that's really, that was really the, the design that I was going for when I like was like, okay, I think this will be a good way to start your workout. And then I divided the Monday, Wednesday, Friday, the Monday day is focused more on kind of pushing and like pushing being like squatting, hinging and unilateral movements. So like single leg work. And then, but I designed each workout to be full body because I, I feel like when you do, and again, there's to each their own with programming. Um, I just felt like full body was like, okay, no single body part will be too sore to go into the workout the next every other day. And then you won't feel like utter exhaustion of like going upstairs or, you know, feeling like you can't carry your baby upstairs or something like that. Again, I want it to be like that sweet spot, like sore, but not like impaired. <laughs> Do you know what I mean? Um, so again, full body. And so again, I tie in things that address posture and, but also get your heart rate up, but challenge you um, posturally and with your, you know, so again, prime your system with the core. And then we do full body movements. Some bo- some pieces are upper body, some pieces are lower body will kind of alternate, but things that again, challenge your system, get your heart rate up. Um, maybe things that you're very new to, or I've had some, we're doing the beta test uh, with the group. I have nine moms in the beta group right now. And 
they've the feedback I've gotten is great. Like they've said things like, I love that it's not just like crunches. They're like, I feel my core <laughs> in ways that uh, truly. And they're so, you know, that's such low hanging fruit. I feel like it's just like, okay. I feel like so, I never really feel my abs when I did no, crun- crunches remind me of high school. Feel the burn, but then no. like, is it really, are you getting the results you want? Like, I yeah. don't, I don't, I don't, I, I don't know. So I try to tar- challenge your core in ways again, throughout like full body movements in addition to core focused movements. And I, yeah, the feedback I've gotten is great. They've said things like I felt my core in ways I've really never felt before or I like you know how fun and kind of unique the exercises are and so I yeah I like things that are fun and engaging movements that aren't just like step-ups or I don't know a push-up like like something that's a little has a little more spice to it so yeah that was kind of the I I'm I maybe I'm giving a vague answer I don't know if there's anything in particular um that you're looking for in like the design of the workout oh yeah I guess I could, could go on so Wednesday is more of like like transverse plane. So kind of rotation is the focus on that day. Cause I feel like, again, as moms, we are so stuck in flexion most of the time that I wanted to make sure we were addressing, you know, different planes of movement because you are often, I noticed this with myself with twins, like you're in really precarious, awkward positions a lot with kids and you're carrying them in ways and you're probably compensating and you're not even realizing you're doing it to pick your kid up or grab them before they run into the street, whatever they're doing. Or carrying the car seat. Even that car seat is so awkward. Putting the car seat in and out of the car. There's a lot of awkward movements, maybe like like collapsing your stroller and putting it in the in the trunk, like all these like weird, awkward movements that your body's probably not used to. And then you're also doing it with like an impaired core. <laughs> so it's like a recipe for low back pain, you know, maybe some calf tension, neck pain, all those kinds of things. So I was like, okay, let's make sure we address like multiple planes of movement. So Wednesday is really devoted to a lot of rotational exercises. And then Friday is more devoted to, I believe, oh, maybe Monday was hinging anyway. And then Friday, I think is more, um, maybe I got those mixed up, but anyway, it addresses hinging patterns as well. And so and power and um, explosiveness too. So I wanted it to feel like you're doing athletic movements, you're challenging your system, but that at the same time, it's all like, it feels attainable. So that has that air to it. And again, I've been testing this out with the beta group, but like to see how long each exercise or uh, each workout roughly takes them. And they've been hitting kind of, some of them have had a little bit longer of a time, but I'm doing it with them to kind of push myself through the whole program from start to finish. And it's been fun to do that. We're on week two right now. So I hope that answered your question. Yeah, no, it did. And I I love how you mentioned that your program is purpose-built. So versus like I think it's hard. Sometimes we're all looking to start like this workout routine and, you know, we have our Pelotons and we're like, Mm -hmm. there's different apps and stuff, but it's like, okay, which ones, what's really purpose built for me right now in this moment? Yeah. Yes. Because like six weeks postpartum is such like a pivotal time in a woman's life and a woman's body. Oh yeah. So that's what I love. So many changes. Yeah. And even just like the things that you described, like the explosive of making sure your toddler doesn't run into the street or like the rotation of like putting the car seat into the car. Like you're so right. Like we move in all these awkward ways. Like it's just wild. 
So this program, I remember you say, so I took your 12 week program. That is a self-paced yeah, course, but this course is more, I know group, is group so, based, right? Yes. I'm so, so excited that you brought that up. Yes. Yeah. Um, like I said, the beta group is going right now and there's a group of nine and it's so, I love it. I'm like so excited. And we have a group chat feature so love people it. can, you know, chat throughout. They can direct message me questions if they're like, you know, how do I modify this or whatever the question is. Um, they've been giving me great feedback there. And yeah, so it's a group and you go through it with another a group of moms that are literally in the same boat as you, which I think is Love it. what I was craving so much uh, postpartum. You feel, at least I felt like I'm very much in a bubble. And again, I designed these workouts to be done at home with minimal equipment, minimal affordable equipment. Like you do need some things, but um, again, it's not like you're going to have to invest like a Peloton or anything remotely yeah. expense. Uh I wanted it to feel in that in that way, keeping it feeling attainable um, and accessible to a larger group of people. And I knew I didn't have the luxury to jet off to the gym. To jet uh, off, <laughs> I, I couldn't just Who like. Does? I mean, some people to, might, I mean, some people might. I mean, I don't know. I just didn't have that luxury. Again, I'm a stay-at-home mom, and it was really like centered around when they would go down for their nap. When they would go down for their nap, I would like take the monitor outside and then just like have grab my dumbbells, my bands, and all that, and just like get to work for the 30 minutes, and then go take a shower, and then basically they would wake up. So that was the again the impetus behind like keeping it accessible in that way but yeah they go through in a group and i think that's so cool so i i'm hoping to launch a january group and i you know keep an eye out i'll i'll send you all the links to this but i'm hoping to give again end of december into the beginning of january like if you sign up in that time then you'll get 20% off and uh yeah we'll probably start like first second week in january because i think that's when most people will be thinking about working out and workout programs and all that. I don't know if December is like when we often think about joining a workout program, but I do love that it has that group feature and you can get to, I don't know, you just know that you're not in it alone. Accountability. Yeah, I feel like exactly. that's also part of the hardest part about starting a workout program or any kind of anything, joining a gym, joining a studio is like the accountability. Like yeah. if you don't have a friend or like, it's not like a tight knit group, it's hard to show up. Like just definitely, honestly. I, yes. And I think it's cool. Like, you know, that you're going through these workouts alongside, I mean, virtually alongside other women, but I think just knowing that there are a, there's a group of other women going through it with you is like motivating. That would feels motivating to me. I don't know if it, yeah, I think that's, that was the, the idea behind that. Yeah. I love it. A chance to meet, meet kindred spirits yeah. and make new friends. Exactly. So then my other question was, so I noticed that you seem to utilize nap time. I do. You I know that's not everyone. I, yes. I know not everyone can do that. I think some people work full time. So some, I have some moms in the group that do it like 6 a.m. their time. I have some that do it at like 8 p.m. Like, like I think maybe their husband puts baby down and then they just like, and, and again, you got to find what work time works for you. We don't do it. You don't have to do it the same exact time of day. And, and in fact, I tell the women while it was designed for Monday, Wednesday, Friday schedule, if that doesn't work for you and you got to do it Tuesday, Thursday, Saturday, or Tuesday, Thursday, Friday, like make it work for your schedule, you know? I love that. Do you have any tips for cart moms to carve out that time to fit in a workout? What are, sorry, what are cart moms? Wait, wait, did I, sorry, maybe I slurred my speech. Uh oh, <laughs> um, what are your tips 
for moms to carve out time. Okay, got it. I, I was blame like, it maybe on I don't the... know this. You're no, very baby... pregnant. Yes, it's baby You're brain. baby brain, yeah. Carve out the time. To... Because I, that's the other thing I hear too, is like, oh, I'd love to work out, but how do I find the time? Yeah, you know, that is part of, you know, I don't know everyone's personal schedule. And like I said, the moms that work full time or maybe work part time. Again, if your only time is to do it before your baby gets up and, you know, by the end, like I know if I was working full time, I would likely do it probably first thing in the morning, like 6 a.m. But maybe you prefer to work out at night. So I think it's if you can get to the gym, maybe you work in a building that has a gym and you can go during your lunch break. I don't know everyone's exact schedule. Again, I wanted to keep it 30 to 40 minutes. And you know, some days I even have to stop my workout by 30 minutes because like I know I won't have enough time to shower and feed myself if I Mm. keep going. Do you know what I mean? So I think keeping it something that you can consistently do. So you're not like, oh, I like it took me or you, I say you're not doing this program and you're like, I have to work out for an hour for it to count. That's not true. I think the idea of something is better than nothing is, you know, paramount here. I think like, and something could be a walk or it could be some cat cows. It could be some deep breathing um, or it could be one of these workouts, you know? So I think finding a time that you can carve out that, you know, you can like give yourself enough time to like take care of yourself in all the ways you need to like feeding yourself cleansing yourself, all those things. And then also exercising. That's again, one of the reasons I was like, moms, your time is so, so precious. You don't have a lot of free time. So again, to keep it that we're not going an hour here like this. I mean, if, if you want to do extra rounds of circuits, go for it. But, um, I, I designed it to be like done in again, that 30 to 40 minutes. I, I don't know if that, I hope that helps people. I, I mean, I really, it comes down to like, do you want to do it or not? That's it. Like, can you, and maybe that sounds harsh. Like I know not everyone has childcare either. So finding people you could ask like to cover or, you know, maybe that was, I didn't mean it in a harsh way of like, I know that's not accessible to every single person, but I do think like choosing, you know, I will get up a little bit earlier or, and again, knowing maybe you go to bed a little earlier so you can get up a little earlier so that you can do the 30 minutes and then you can shower those things. I No, you're not harsh at all. No, (laughs) I was going to say it's not harsh at all. Listen, it boils down to like when you really want something, you kind of happen. And I know that that does in a way sound harsh, but it's also like think about your own life. Like when you want to make something happen, if you want to get your nails done, you will find the time to get your nails done. You want to get your hair done. You will find the time to get your hair done. And all that stuff takes about half hour or more. Yeah. So it's just in my personal life, that's kind of like my thing too. It's like, okay, well, if I'm not making it happen, it must be because I don't really want it because right. I am finding time to like watch TV or sure, like yes I know same I feel like it's again when you're a mom it becomes so much more obvious like the trades you make for your time so you're like okay yes. if I do this then I won't be able to do this or and you just have to prioritize I guess what is most important to you I know there's a lot of things I've given up like sometimes I mean sometimes yeah. there's piles of laundry downstairs yep. or sometimes like my bed goes unmade or like yeah you know, sometimes there's dishes in the sink and like you know but I but I took the 30 minutes to do the workout and like, I'll take care of the dishes at some point. Do you know what I mean? So it's like trade-offs and you're constantly making those trades. 
um, to figure out like when you can do the things you want to do. Yes, as mom. Right. And it's let go of that shame too, guys. If like, if like you want to work out, but like right now you'd rather tackle the laundry or you'd rather tackle the yes. dishes or you'd rather like sit, take a and, nap, <laughs> take a nap or sit and work on your podcast. Like yeah. it's, it's all choices and it's okay. Like for me, yes. like, it's like, okay, I would love to get to bar and like, I probably could, but like, I just have a lot of like other stuff. Like I w- would rather work on my podcast yeah. than go to bar. Like, I don't know. You get what yeah. I'm saying? Like we find the time for the things that matter and like it's all trade-offs exactly as you said like it maybe it's unrealistic to like have the dishes done and your bed made and the laundry and work out like I'll tell you I live out of my family lives out of laundry baskets I'm sorry I'm not proud of it but I make it is is, I make the choice to do other things other things yes exactly Hey everyone, it's your host, Lena Forrestal, taking a quick break from this podcast episode to ask you to support the show. I do this show because I love it. And as a self-funded creator, your support can help me pay for things like podcast hosting and an editor. So here's how you can help. Share this episode with a mom friend, caretaker, or soon-to-be mom friend. Leave a review on Spotify or Apple Podcasts. And if you wanted to throw me some coins, you can donate to the show at buymeacoffee.com slash newmamaspodcast. Any little bit helps, and I appreciate your support. Finally, give me a follow on Instagram at Lena Forrestal. I love meeting my listeners, so definitely send me a DM and introduce yourself. Now, let's get back to the show. Yeah, so it wasn't harsh advice. It's just like I still sound like I sound harsh. Well, you'll find the time to do it if you want to. It's just like, ugh, like I I want to you know express empathy and like I get that everyone's life looks different than mine, yeah. and so I just you know you got to do it. You got to make the best choices for your your life and your kids. Right, like at the moment that you're at. Like I know it was impossible to get up before Archie. Oh, I forget yeah. when it was, but. I forget when it was in his like that for a long time. Yeah, no, no. And I remember like I would listen to podcasts where like I forget there's like a podcast or a book that's like my 5 a.m. life or something. And it was about this mom that would wake up at like I said that sometimes. Yes, (laughs) that like wakes up at 5 a.m. every day and like does whatever. And I'm like, how do these women for you? How do these women do it? And I felt like trash. I was like, yeah, yeah. how do they do it? I can't do that. I need to sleep until 730. And then like now that I'm three and a half years postpartum Mm. I can do that and I get it like I have more energy like the schedule works so it's like you will find different pockets of time at different stages of your motherhood journey yeah exactly you said it so perfectly Uh, the other thing I did want to mention too with the program is um, pelvic floor because I think that's an area that maybe you see your pelvic floor physical therapist, or maybe you don't um, postpartum. But I wanted to educate moms on what your pelvic floor is, what it does, how it works, how you can utilize it and strengthen it and co- like um, gain better coordination of that muscle. Um, muscle Ooh, you group, get group you get muscles. that in your you get that in your yeah, program too. Yes, wow. yes, yes. That I mean, is baller. Yeah, I made some like info, info videos. They're like five minutes. So it's easy to digest and kind of just educate you on, you know, when to breathe, how to, you know, cue your pelvic floor, what it does, um, what it, the sensations it should feel like. Yeah. So I feel like that is a, a really important part of the program as well. And again, those two exercises of, that start every workout, again, 
pelvic floor, transverse abdominis and breathing and diaphragm, all of those things are kind of coordinated into those two exercises that you'll kind of like kick off your workout with. Speaking of pelvic floor, you know what you taught me actually? Oh, what did I teach you? You taught me that my pee stream should be 20 seconds long. It did. Yes. Um, that is, that's <laughs> Do you remember which podcast yes. that you... So Ingrid, I forgot to mention, Ingrid also has a podcast with her friend Georgie. It's called Put Into Words. Put Into but, Words. But she said it in one of her episodes. And I was like, did oh. I? Oh my God. That's so funny that you yeah. like remembered that. Um, it's so funny the things that stick into our brain, right? Yeah. My pelvic floor physical therapist back in South Carolina told me that because I was working and again this can happen postpartum or you know before you even have a baby but you a lot of women struggle she told me most cases she sees we are have an overactive pelvic floor so basically that means like you're walking around with like a clenched fist oh man pelvic floor and really all muscles should be able to lengthen and relax and then contract um and they should have that full range of of movement but if you are stuck here so say your bicep is like constant if you're contracted like this and you're trying to walk around life like with your bicep constantly contracted and shortened and tightened like your range of motion and your movement's going to be very limited in what you can do you'll you'll probably make all kinds of weird compensations and that's the same thing that happens with your pelvic floor and so when it's overactive so yeah learning to and what happens when we we have an overactive pelvic there's a myriad of symptoms that can go along with it you can have foot pain you can have low back pain you can have pelvic floor pain but you may not you may feel a lot of urgency to pee but i know we also feel that when we are pregnant so it's also because there's a lot of pressure being put onto our pelvic floor so that's kind of a little different but you do have an overactive pelvic floor too you might see when you're doing abdominal exercises more of that doming that happens versus and it kind of looks like a like a loaf of bread like laying on your vertically on your i know exactly what what you're talking about yes yeah so that can be a result of an overactive pelvic floor and that's also your rectus abd- abdominis is dominant and it's kind of doing the work of all the core muscles and it really is it's overactive as well again that's kind of that domino effect of like the pelvic floor being really overactive so i educate you on all these things and then we do some exercises so you can kind of feel your pelvic floor lengthen and relax and go, oh, wow, that's what that sensation is. And hopefully it will like bring some more awareness to just also how you're moving throughout your whole day. <laughs> like when you're doing the dishes, when you're picking your kid up. Also, if you have an overactive pelvic floor, you may notice like jaw tension and clenching. Your pelvic floor is very connected to your throat, larynx, mouth, um, jaw. Huh. So if you have a lot of clenching going on there, you probably have some clenching going down below as well. But yeah, I, why the 20 second pee stream? So if you have an overactive pelvic floor, again, you might have that urgency to pee a lot. But then when you go to pee, maybe it takes you a second to start the stream. That's one thing because your pelvic floor is so tight that when you go to pee, it has to it has to lengthen and relax a little bit to let pee out. And so if it's too tight, you may notice that there's like a hesitation before the stream starts. And then when you go to pee, maybe like it's five seconds or eight seconds. And it's like not, it's like not a full bladder. Do you know what I mean? But you had a feeling of like, it feels like a full bladder, like I have to go. Um, So yeah, a normal length pee stream, a full emptying of bladder should be roughly 20 seconds. But I I say that, but like, try not to become obsessive about it. (laughs) 
<laughs> no, it's just a good benchmark. It's okay know, if you go like, pee and it's like 12 seconds. Like, it's okay. <laughs> basically, yes, I shouldn't have to feel like urgency to pee and I pee and it's like three seconds. Like, right. that's yes. kind of like yeah. the benchmark. Yeah. So at the end of the program, like at the end of the six weeks, like what can moms hope to feel and accomplish? Mm, it's a great question. Yes. I personally, when I was doing the workouts on my own before I like launched the program, I was like, I felt like confident in my body. Love I, it. I lo- like loved how I felt. I felt strong. I didn't feel as like, I don't know, like Gumby and uh, which I will mention back to like pelvic floor physical therapy. My pelvic floor um, therapist taught me this as well. So if you are breastfeeding and you stop for up to six months after you stop breastfeeding, your body will stay kind of lax. And I think I believe it's relaxing that is still flowing through your veins. And that takes roughly six months for that to kind of diminish. So you may still feel that, you know, which you're currently feeling too pregnant. I'm sure you're kind of like feel loosey goosey. You feel like you drop things really easily. That feeling can kind of stay with you while you're breastfeeding. And I notice just joints and things like move in ways that like, it's very subtle, but I think I haven't stopped breastfeeding, but I think once I do and those six months pass, like I'll probably be like, oh, wow, I feel a lot more like my pelvic floor PT told me like, after those six months passed, after you stop breastfeeding, you'll likely feel a lot more solid and grounded. And I was like, oh, I'm lo- I'm very much looking forward to that. So if you are doing this and you're done breastfeeding, th- you'll probably feel even better. <laughs> I just started to notice that, you know, you can still do things that drive you towards those feelings of feeling grounded, steady. I just felt like I my posture felt better. It looked better aesthetically. Like, you know, I felt like I liked how my clothes were fitting. Um, I felt just really confident and not that that's the only reason you should work out, but I just, I did overall feel better. Um, and yeah, I started to just feel like my posture, like upper body. I just carried myself better and I was feeling like it was driving a lot. Like they say, like that momentum of healthy habits, like it kind of past it like flowed into other areas of my life as well so I just felt like it was um I don't know I just felt better (laughs) overall I felt like like I was tapping into my athletic background like I was felt like stronger overall I felt like my was conditioning too because your heart rate does get up it's not cardio that you would do on like a treadmill or running but your heart rate is getting up so you are getting cardiovascular work in as well and you're going to be sweaty like you will need to take a shower afterwards so yeah I feel like all those good things I felt like you know it feels good to sweat it feels good to get the endorphins it feels good to gain strength it feels good to like carry yourself differently all those things yeah I think and I think that's why a lot of moms crave that workout too is they want to feel better, like whatever that means for I them. Back pain, low back pain got better. Core felt like it was getting more uh, congealed and stronger and just all those. Yeah. Neck pain, all those things started to get better. Yeah. Congealed. Like I remember <laughs> <laughs> that is a weird word, but like it it, I said it. <laughs> wait, but it's true because like I remember when I like started my workout journey, like postpartum, my body just felt so not what's the opposite of congealed like jello like yeah, je- yeah like gumby yeah gumby feel, yeah. yeah it felt just like very loose goosey yes yep. like yeah that's a, like not again, solidified the opposite the opposite of feeling solidified jello is a good word it's like kind of it moves and shakes and like yeah, yeah. 
And again, mm-hmm. not that there's anything wrong with that. It's just no. for me, for my comfort, like for my confidence, for my like just wanting to move about the world. Like I want yes. it to feel more like like yeah, that's how uh, yeah yeah congealed. <laughs> like that's what I, I wanted. Like I just wanted things to kind of like I wanted my muscles to come stick together. Back. I wanted things to come back onto my into onto the bones. Like I felt like yeah. everything was just like separated, not just my abs. Like it was like yeah. everything. Everything is yeah. It's really just and again, you're in so many weird compensatory positions while breastfeeding carrying a baby and feeling and your body is so loosey-goosey so you're just kind of like trying to hold on and like I don't know again you're just making a lot of weird doing a lot of weird movement likely yeah that's interesting what you said about dropping things I drop a lot of things including today I was at the doctor's I had leave a urine sample Mm -hmm. so I was trying to pee into the cup and I dropped the cup in the toilet Oh yeah, yeah. But I've had to like, I had to, like fish it out of the toilet. Ugh, oh, it was like sorry. the worst thing That's, ever. Ugh, yeah, it was also disgusting. like if you like walk into things too, and yeah. you don't mean to. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 That um, becomes better, I think. All I saw improvement in all those areas. So I love that. Yeah, more coordinated. Yeah, yeah, yeah coordinated. I love that. Yes. Yep. So I think that's kind of what you could look forward to if you do the program. But yeah, I can report back to my beta groups like in it right now. They seem like they're enjoying it too. And and again, that like community feeling and they're it's like chatting and it's great. I love it. I love that. And I remember you mentioning that the program is actually going to be also super affordable. Now, yes. although like I don't know if you've like nailed down pricing or if you're still working on that. I have nailed down the price. It is 59 for 6 weeks. But then with the wow. 20% discount, That's you get amazing. It. Thank you. The 20% discount puts that around 49. So if you get in that early bird and I'll send again, I'll send you the link for it. So it'll be in the show notes um and then you can also follow me on Instagram at livingproof and if you want to reach out to me with your email, um, you can DM me over there. I'll get you added to the my email list. Um, but yeah, that will be best way to keep up with what's happening. But yeah, it'll roughly be forty nine if you get in with the early bird discount. So That's, yeah, I wanted I wanted it to yeah. feel again like not something that breaks your bank. I I wanted it to be accessible, and I just wanted moms to feel like okay, I can I can invest in this, and I can do this for myself, and it's not going to break the bank. Yes, because that's the challenge with so many workout programs too. Is like as new moms, like you want to invest in your health, and you want to do something more than just YouTube videos, but. Mm-hmm. You also don't necessarily have that like super fluid cash flow. But no, not always. No. But 59, 49, that's a couple Starbucks coffees. Listen, I went to Starbucks the other day and it was like $10 for a coffee. So, wow. 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 Yeah. I feel like it's like a sweater. <laughs> you can buy a sweater. That's good. That. It's a sweater. Yes. That's one sweater. I know. We're like, what? In uh, the- what else is like- equivalent to? <laughs> yeah. I mean, that's like, it's- <laughs> that's getting a man, that's getting a gel. Manny and Patty. There you go. There you there go. You- and it's six weeks, and you what? get the community, and you get other moms. And I'm I put a lot of love and energy and thought into designing this program. And yeah, I just really wanted it to be curated and catered to the postpartum mama, who's roughly that six months 
spot. So six months and on. So if you're 15 months, 24 months, like whatever, um, you're welcome to like, just kind of, again, again, if you're at five months and you're like, I really want to join, like, that's fine. Um, but again, that was kind of the idea. That was the call out I did for the beta group. I was like, if you're between, you know, these months postpartum, like reach out to me. Um, but yeah, that's, uh, that's what I hope it can offer to moms. And again, I just wanted it to feel like it wasn't going to break the bank that you weren't going to have to feel like, it's not too much. Um, and yeah, that you get a lot of value for what you're paying for. I love it. And your workouts are really fun. That's like my biggest takeaway when I look at your Instagram page. I know I keep citing your Instagram. It's probably not. But, no, like, but like every time I look at it, I'm like, that looks like fun. Oh, just, good. Which That's is important. Yes, it's supposed to feel fun. And I've been a trainer for 10 years. And so you'll get that. All of my experience um, is, is invested into the design of this program. I've been doing this for a while. And I just want you to feel like it's something that you feel like you're getting a lot of value out of, too. I love it. Thank you so much, Ingrid. Is there any oh. any last parting words that you want to give um, about the program, about postpartum exercise? Um, I feel, I mean, if you have a question about like uh, equipment, that's a question oh, I yeah. got. So I have an equipment list that you'll get. So once you sign up for the program and you pay for it, like you get the equipment list emailed to you with links. Um, and it's all things that are, I would say, very reasonably priced. So like yoga blocks, a mat, um, those really long jump bands. So you'll mm -hmm. need those. You may, you, some mini bands. You'll need light, medium, and heavy weights. I'm trying to think if there's... If you, if you don't need to buy sliders either, I don't even know if I have sliders on the list, to be honest. I don't, all the sliders is once, but if you have carpet, you can use paper plates. If you have wood floor, you can use a towel. So again, it's, it's all things. I think that might be roughly in a yoga mat. Like I think those are roughly um, in a chair. You need a chair and access to a wall. Those are like some very basic things that you'll need. So again, it's nothing. If you... Also, I do have a medicine ball, but that's kind of optional and also a kettlebell, which is also kind of optional. You can use things in place of that um, if you don't opt or want to buy those. But I, again, I listed a medicine ball that I think it's like 20 bucks. I don't think it's anything outrageous. So, And I thought too that a lot of people post-COVID would have yep. a lot of this stuff already. I home. literally was going to say that. I was like, it was kind of all stuff we all bought during the pandemic. Yeah, exactly. A lot of people I think have most of these things already. Um, you may, you know, you're like, oh, maybe you want to buy a heavier kettlebell or something, but you don't have to. Do you know what I'm saying? So I think like those are those are things that I again I wanted the program to feel like you're not going out and buying a bunch of stuff where like you don't have to have access to a gym to have a super effective, fun, engaging, unique workout that's targeted to you. Thank you. That's so yeah. good. And like equipment too, like. Yes, there's Amazon, but there's also like Five Below and Walmart. Yeah, like, you can also find like Facebook Marketplace has oh, honestly yeah. like gym. There's always people who are like getting rid of a bunch of gym equipment, I feel like, yes. on there. That's yeah, so there's like true. those neighborhood apps too. I think my husband's on those. Like people are always trying to get rid of gym equipment. So you Isn't might find some on there. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know why. Like some people, anyway, it's it's funny. So I, those are all good places if you wanted to look. Yeah. All I right. love it. 
Thank yeah. you. Thank you so much. Thanks okay, so much wait. for having me. Wait, did I show where can everyone find you oh, yeah. and this program? So you can follow me on Instagram. That's what Lena's been mentioning as at Living Proof. That's L-I-V-E as in everyone, N-G proof. Um, all one word. And you can you can direct message me there if you have a question. There's also direct links to if you go to my little link tree, you'll you'll see a direct link to purchase the program, to get the discount, all those things up until a certain time, of course. I don't know when you'll be hearing this or when it will be launching. Um, but yeah, you can go directly to those links. I'll also, hopefully by the time this comes out, have it on my website. That's livingproof.com, L-I-V-E-N-G, proof. Again, we're just, I'm beta testing, so I haven't like put, but, but by the time this goes live, this will be on my website. So you can go to livingproof.com, L-I-V-E-N-G, proof um and yeah you can also send me an email if you're curious and want to know more and you want to join the email list you can email me at ingrid e-n-g-r-i-d at livingproof.com again that's l-i-v-e-n-g proof.com and that's uh i think those are all places you'll you can find me <laughs> perfect thank you and also check out ingrid's podcast with her friend georgie oh, yes yes put into words we just rebranded we are the podcast formerly known as gal pals we have like 200 something episodes if you like talking about feelings or you know that post therapy um sesh with your best friend things like perfectionism hard conversations but also just lots of things about like we're in a season right now about nostalgia so we just released an episode about like um middle school um obsession so just mm, nostalgia so from from middle schools <laughs> so just like a good a place if you like to talk about your feelings okay before we go yeah. just on middle school so yeah. i know middle school usually gets a bad rap but sure does it's an awkward time awkward time what is one positive memory you have oh my about God, middle school great question it's a hard one i don't know how wow. to answer that um <laughs> positive that's like you really put me on the spot i know i'm sorry i guess i was trying i was thinking about that myself actually i'm like what i'm thinking about all the awkward things like i was really tall and lanky and i felt really awkward and like jeans fit me weird because i didn't really have hips but i was like a bean pole see i would have been I- jealous of you because well, you're like tall i would have been like Ugh. but i was lanky and like on un- like i just felt like very like uncoordinated with my limbs um <laughs> <laughs> i don't know I feel like I was in honor classes, like the it was called level one classes. And I felt really like I was really studious and like perfectionistic and overachieving, but I was proud of myself um, okay. for being in those classes. So I feel like That's that was good. like a positive. I felt like I was a smart, like I was smart. <laughs> like I don't know. That's good. Um, That's a I'm good memory. Thank you. I feel yeah. like that was something I felt like, you know. I could hold my own in school. Like I felt proud of myself in that way. So I think, yeah, maybe that's a, that's a positive thing I remember. Okay. Well, what about you? I think it was Harry Potter reading the Harry Potter series. I think it came out when we were. It did. I was the same. I don't know. I think we're roughly the same age. I, it came out when I was in sixth grade. And so I was 11 and I was the same exact age as as Harry. Yeah. And I was like, yeah, I felt kindred connection to the book he grew we grew we grew we were the same age as harry yes yeah it was amazing i loved harry potter um and i loved i don't know if this this was probably elementary school but i remember like coming home from school this was elementary school but i remember coming home from school and like making popcorn and watching pokemon and that was your memory (laughs) another Uh, like core memory was that elementary school you said? I yeah. think that was elementary school. But were you school. were you a walker or were you on the bus? 
I was, I think I was on the bus, but I was like, what do they call it? Those key, what, who are the kids that came home before their parents came home? Latchkey kid. I was a latchkey kid, like gotcha. through and through. Like I came home, like I was a very like alone kid, like left Isolated, alone Isolated solo kid. Yeah. Yeah. I was in an after school program for a while. And then my mom um, stopped working when I was in sixth grade, I believe. And so we became walkers and I lived at like the maximum distance from the, my elementary school. So it was like over a mile. Oh my God. Wait, <laughs> that's that actually walk, really like, long. It was actually like with a backpack and like, I don't know. No. It was my sister. I mean, it was. That's where I your back like- problems came from probably not breastfeeding it was elementary school come walking over a mile with my back yeah no i um do remember that yeah and coming home i would often eat like a peanut butter and jelly sandwich when i got home Mm, (laughs) i remember that so that's That's a core memory that's a core memory yeah middle school yeah so check it out their season is on nostalgia i'm super excited to keep listening to this season it's so fun I know, it's one of you've my been favorites. a long-term supporter of the pod you've been listening for a long time yeah yes i have i think i literally started when you guys started Gal you're our og yeah you're an og listener yeah love you, Lena. it's just been fun like it's just nice it's like listening whenever i put it on i feel like i'm like in the room with like two friends but Aww. i don't but i don't have to talk which is yeah. really great <laughs> i feel like it's interesting for you to describe it because you're a consumer of it and so it's it's like I can describe it, but like you're consuming it. So you'd probably be better at describing your experience with it. But yeah, we hope that's the vibe that you feel like two best friends who talk about the things maybe that are not as maybe comfortable topics or you we get we get like vulnerable about things. Um, but we also like to laugh. We don't like to take it too seriously either. So we wanted it to feel like even when we're talking about like a heavier topic that it feels like you can bring humor to it. Yes, it's authentic because you're not trying. There's so many podcasts out there that sometimes I listen to that like people are just trying to come off a certain way. They're not trying to like position themselves as like you're not doing it for the sound bites. You're not doing it for the so like to seem a certain way. Like you guys are like you're kind of like yeah. I mean, not that trauma is laughable, but you know when we're like lol, right? Exactly. If I don't laugh, I'll cry. Kind of thing. Yeah. And we both also like battled with um, eating disorders and our own issues with that too. So that's definitely like woven in. We'll talk about those, but it's not like the sole topic, but like, you know, we talk about like why tr- transitions are hard, you know, our our own personal experiences with therapy and finding a therapist. That was a popular one. Um, we did an episode. Um, I did more of a reaction. Georgie like talk to me about Brittany Dawn, the fitness influencer. That was, Ooh, a, that was a good one. Episode. That was entertaining. I yeah, didn't know who that was. That was I didn't fun. either. I didn't either, yeah. but apparently she's a big deal. And then we did one on like Ozempic. That was the good. Dis- yeah. The disappointment and like fear of letting people down, like those kinds of things. Like I feel like it's it's all the things that I would want to listen to in a podcast. So I hope that it, you know, itches some like scratches someone else's itch with that <laughs> oh the ozempic one was so interesting yeah you told like, me that you didn't know about that before i feel like it was no. all over my youtube feed and it was like i was being inundated i was like georgia i think we need to do an episode on this um no so I, I had did the research no idea. for that one yeah no, that, that was, was so interesting yeah so oh, I should are... ask. I should have asked you what your thoughts were on like the Wagovis. On uh, that's another. That's another topic. Yeah, that's another day. <laughs> that's another day. Another topic. But uh, yeah, that's a big topic. Meaty. Um, but yeah, meaty I hope and that slightly controversial. Yeah, 
Most definitely. Yeah, it's definitely controversial. Um, yeah, yeah, definitely have some thoughts on it. But yeah, you can also listen to the episode. <laughs> yes, I'll link it. I'll link it in the show notes. Okay. Ingrid, thank you so much. Yeah, so thanks so much, much for having me. I'm, I'm sorry like, I had to hide behind my mic. This is like how no, it's set you're, up, but. no, you're good. You're good. I can see I can I can piece my brain pieces your face. Together. My face. <laughs> All right. Have a cool. great rest of your day. Yes, um, you too. Thank you. Bye everyone. Thanks for listening. Thanks for joining us this week on the New Mamas podcast. This podcast was created to help first-time moms everywhere navigate this new stage of life and talk about the honest and the raw moments in motherhood. I'm your host, Lena Forrestal. I'm a working mom by day and a blogger, photographer, and podcaster by mid-afternoon. And as a first-time mom myself, I'm on this journey with you. I hope you enjoyed this episode as much as I did. And if you did, be sure to subscribe and leave a review on your favorite listening platform. You can donate to the show at buymeacoffee.com slash newmamaspodcast. Stay in touch by following us on Instagram at newmamaspodcast and Lena Forrestal. Thanks again and stay tuned next week for the next episode. Bye.